The most important thing that I have learned over the years of practicing mindfulness and have really come become more aware of this just even this past week as a result of some of the health challenges that I've been dealing with over the past few months and that is in my if if I had an ability to what I refer to as to think my way out of a situation or think myself through a situation that I find myself in where I really feel like somehow I have to be able to do that where I can't trust in my own innate in my own intuition or in my own deep inner knowing of being able to just know what it is that I need to do or to not do. I found that as a human being, the longer that I have explored various uh, meditative practices and, and various metaphysical practices, that it has strengthened, if, if this is a muscle, and I don't know if it, I know that it isn't literally, but if figuratively it is, I found that that muscle has been strengthened over the years that there has been more of a trust in, I don't know if that I'd call it a reliance on this, but it really is more in just the, you know, trusting. And this is nothing, no unique gift that I have. I did not come into the world as a human being who had any unique talents or gifts or any certain proclivities to be able to have an into a deep intuitive sense or a deep inner knowing of what it is, or to be able, I guess you might even put it in the words of, to trust my heart, to know what exactly it is that I need to do or not do when I find myself in a certain situation. I don't want to diminish the role of logical thinking or logistical thinking, because I realize there are times and there are situations in which it is certainly necessary, and in some cases is critical, uh, but where I, what I'm speaking about more along the lines of the situations that I find myself in where it really isn't necessary and where if I begin to really expend a lot of energy uh, trying to think my way out of something or through something, what I'm really doing is I'm not really taking the time to really listen. Uh, if there is any sort of guidance coming through, if my heart knows something and I realize Today I may be, you know, I may be speaking a little more metaphysically than I usually do, but the the reason for that is that mindfulness practice. One of the benefits that I probably have not spoken a lot about, and I feel comfortable at this point uh, going there, so to speak, is that the more that I have practiced not relying on my own thinking to get through or out of a situation. Uh, to not rely on my, uh, lo- you know, on my logical or logistical brain, so to speak, in uh, navigating certain situations where uh, there's more of a knowing of when that's necessary and when that isn't. I can't say rationally, uh, there's not any rule that I live by, but in this case, it's more of a relaxing into the present moment and being able to just trust that I can actually know, you know, what is the right direction to go. If there is a direction to go, if there's an action to take, if there's something that needs to be done, that I can actually be here and available to know that and hear that. And I realize there's not always a definite, there's not something always physical to hear. There's not always verbal instructions. 
but it's more along the lines of just trusting in my own intuitive knowing or my own intuitive sense that after having these conversations with many, many humans over the years, I have found so many people and met so many people along the way who have that intuitive knowing. And I, and I, the more that I have lived on this earth, the more that I've realized that this is something that we uh, have available to us and at our disposal. The reason why I was never able to really, uh, you know, that I was really able to ever free myself from the dependence on being able to, you know, using the only thing, the only tool I had at my disposal was thinking that I never really had that available to me, that I really, that there were other options available for me until I started practicing mindfulness. I had literally no idea that there was another way to uh, move through life, so to speak, and uh, to take this journey other than I always believed that I had to think, and in many cases, overthink uh, my way into and out of and through the various situations that I was uh, that I was you know that I was going through in my life, and here lately, what has happened is has been that life has changed to a certain degree, where I'm not always physically even if I wanted to really be thinking, and really putting a lot of time and energy into it, that that the time has been there, but the energy and the will to do that has not always. Uh, not saying that there's not been any energy available for that. There just has been less energy available for it. And just my own orientation uh, towards life has changed somewhat in that there is now, because there's less energy to do this this thinking, and especially less energy to do this overthinking, you know, how do I, how do I move through life? This was a question that came up uh, actually a few weeks ago. And the answer to it was actually very simple, and that is that I have been not knowing for many years that I was essentially practicing, uh, through practicing paying attention to my mind, through practicing uh, engaging in a practice of being more aware that my mind is thinking and that it is something that I don't necessarily have to buy into. I don't have to form any beliefs around what I'm thinking because in many cases, whatever it is that I'm thinking actually leads me away from whatever, if there's a need for a solution, if there's something that I really need to do or to stop doing or to reconsider uh, or to change direction, in many cases, that, uh, that wisdom was not available to me because I was busy thinking. In other words, the thoughts were happening anyway. My brain was doing what, what human brains are designed to do. And I was putting all of my time and energy into believing what I was thinking about what I was feeling emotionally and feeling in my body uh, because that's all I knew to do. I didn't realize that there were other options available. I didn't know that there was another, I guess what I would refer to this as, is that there are other ways to be human. And I know that I'm really, you know, you know, looking big picture today, I'm really kind of speaking more in generalities because that is, is for whatever reason, what my perspective has been here this past few weeks, uh, as my perspective has shifted. 
And the hope here is, is that, that this is meaningful in some way for people, because what I have noticed is that it is, it, is, it, is, it is an advantage and a benefit of this practice that I wasn't as aware of a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, or even further, 20 years ago, because I just wasn't at that place in life that I find myself in now. And what I have noticed is that it has become more difficult for me to uh, uh, to actually spend that this this what I refer to as this scarce resource uh, or more scarce resource, and it's become a more precious resource. And that is my energy, and that is my attention. These are to me the the most precious uh, gifts that there are available to me as a human being. And that I don't want to be wasting my time or attention or energy on thoughts that just happen to be happening because I'm a human being uh, with a brain and this is just what happens. And, you know, whether the thoughts really need to be happening or not. And I'm not judging whether they do need to happen or not. I'm not even saying that the thoughts are good or bad or that they're necessary or unnecessary. They're happening regardless. And that's just because I'm a human being. Uh, that has a neural, uh, neural, you know, a neural system that works the way that it does, or a neural network. So in this case, I can actually realize that this is just a phenomena that is occurring, and that continues to occur. And all I have to do to be more fully human is to simply pay attention to it, and to be aware that it's happening, not to analyze it not to pick the thoughts apart or to determine whether they're good or bad or whether they're need, uh, needed or not. All I really have to do is keep coming back here, kind of re, you know what I've heard meditation teachers refer to as, as coming back to center or to begin to be grounded again within our own being and to know that this is something that's simply happening. And what I found it has been that uh, this past uh, week, I found myself in several situations, I won't speak about all of them, but really I guess if I had a favorite one to, to reflect upon, it is that earlier this week after uh, an extended absence from really being in the public sphere, I've not really been able to do a lot of that uh, over the past few months. And uh, I had a situation come up where I had an opportunity to sit down and uh, record an interview on one of my other podcasts. And I literally thought that it was just going to be, I was going to be going somewhere uh, to sit down with someone to have a conversation. And, I, and of course, you know, I was really looking forward to it. And what I, uh, in essence, found was is that once I arrived there, there was a miscommunication that had occurred. And what had happened was that this was actually uh, started out as just me sitting down to have a conversation with someone uh, the way that I do many, many times uh, in life and have done over the past five years. But in this case, this was actually a public event. And as soon as I found out, I arrived at the venue and was, you know, very excited and, and uh, prepared, uh, as prepared as I needed to be, which is usually not overly prepared because I just want to be with people in the moment, however things happen and however I happen to be. Uh, the less that I get engaged in thinking about it or trying to pre-plan it or strategize it, the better off I am when I'm not really engaged in actively doing that. And as soon as I found out that this was going to be a public event, that there was going to be people there that I didn't even know, uh, there was no way for me to control the situation. 
even though I felt like running out of the building and, and the thoughts that were coming through were so unbelievably strong and they were so incredibly resistant to what was actually going on and what was going to happen. Uh, I had probably about 20 or 30 minutes to stew and fret over this, I guess would be the two, the two words I would use for this, uh, or the two verbs I would use to describe, you know, what it felt like to be me and what I was doing internally. I was beside myself. I was having all these thoughts about, I can't do this. I haven't done anything like this. I love doing these kinds of things. And I've many times have had, you know, these public uh, events where I have interviewed one or more people and there's been an audience of people and I love engaging with, you know, with audiences and with, and with, you know, people gathered together like this. But somehow the thoughts that were coming through my mind were, I, I can't do this. I don't, I don't remember how to do this. I haven't done this in months. How can I do this? And so I began to start, you know, not only having thoughts about whether, you know, about uh, my belief was that I could not do this. That's what the thoughts were telling me. And I had a choice. I could have just been aware of the fact that they were happening. These were the thoughts that were coming through. I didn't have to believe them. I didn't have to form an identity around them as the person that was incapable or unable to, uh, to have a conversation and, and, and be on, so to speak, and engage with the public in, 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 this, in this way. And, but instead... I decided that I was going to believe, for whatever reason, I believed the thoughts that I was having. And so I was literally standing in front of other people, trying to smile, trying to act like I was calm. And I laugh now because it is so incredibly humorous that here I was trying to put on this, uh, this face of someone uh, who was going to be calm and cool and collected because I figured there's no sense in actually letting people know that inside I was losing it, so to speak. Uh, there was no point. I mean, I wasn't going out of my way to be uh, disingenuous. It's just that uh, there is that social convention of trying to hold it together when we're around, especially around people that I didn't know at all or knew, know very well. I certainly didn't want to burden anyone with all of my uh, uh, all of the emotional hysterics that were going on internally, and there was so much resistance to this all of these thoughts over and over again and then I and I'm giving them time and energy and I became aware very quickly that that's exactly what I was trying to do what I spoke of a little bit earlier was that I was trying to think my way out of this I I felt like I couldn't do it I felt like I wasn't capable of this I was incredibly fearful I felt incredibly uh, off center out of kilter, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. And I was insecure and my body felt weak because the thoughts were actually telling me that, that, that my body was weak and that I was weak and I wasn't going to be able to do this. And the longer that this went on, and it probably went on for, you know, I don't want to necessarily try to, you know, say for sure how long, but it was, it was definitely longer than it needed to be. Uh, and I certainly didn't need to cause myself this kind of needless suffering. And yet I did because somehow uh, I forgot temporarily. And that's what happens so many times when we get caught up in our thoughts and in these really strong, extreme emotional reactions. I'm so busy being the guy that can't do this and forgot how to do this and is completely uh, beside myself because I don't know how I'm going to get through this. How am I ever going to be able to do this because I have quote unquote forgotten how to do this. And I've become the guy that doesn't, that can't do this anymore. 
And at some point, I caught myself, thankfully, and it wasn't a matter of beating myself up or judging myself. It was simply a matter of, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. And then I began to, uh, to notice that my breathing had really uh, had gotten very labored. My body was very, very, especially my upper body was, was really closed off and contracted. And it was like I was physically bracing against something. I was physically protecting myself. And it was causing, uh, it was causing issues with my breathing. Uh, it was causing, and nothing was, there was no, nothing catastrophic or dangerous. It's just that I basically spent this time that I could have been relaxed and flowing with the moment as it presented itself. And I could have just, you know, kind of rolled with it, so to speak. I could, I could have rode the wave, so to speak. Uh, and, I, and yet that was not the choice that was made until I finally recognized, oh, wow, this is what I'm doing to myself. It's really going to be okay. And maybe what I, and the other thing I was always going to say, what I found is, yes, maybe I don't, I'm not necessarily 100% on top of my game, so to speak. I'm maybe not really... I, I wasn't prepared for this, but just because I wasn't prepared for it, I began to have this deeper knowledge come online, that this wisdom. I wouldn't call it knowledge. I, I take that back. It was really wisdom. Uh, and knowing the difference between knowledge and wisdom is something that's also been very helpful, but I don't necessarily want to uh, delve too deeply into that at this moment just because it's outside of the scope of what I'm speaking of. But being able to tap into my own wisdom of just knowing and trusting that, yes, I have done this before. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, it won't necessarily be as easy as it usually possibly is. Uh, maybe it won't be as smooth as it normally is. Uh, but it will just be me, however I am. And there's no way for me to really be any other way than however I am. And yet here I am locked up in all of these thoughts and internal reactions about fear about being however I really am and making, and obviously I was making judgments about how it wasn't adequate or I wasn't enough or I wasn't good enough. I wasn't ready. How could I do this? And yet there I was, and that is what was happening. That was what is in the, in those moments, what was in those moments. And all I had to do was to come back to center and recognize, and that's exactly what I ended up doing. And to me, it was just as new and fresh as it was the first time I sat down to practice mindfulness and to watch my to watch my thinking and to pay attention to what was going on in my mind. And I began to realize that essentially, uh, and I know that there is a Zen saying that is what's referred to as having beginner's mind. In other words, even though we practice for year, years or decades, that it isn't about necessarily getting better at doing this or it becoming easier uh, or becoming something that's completely 100% natural and that we don't have to, uh, to open ourselves up to, uh, to new experiences. In this case, when, we, when they spoke of beginner's mind, at least what I learned from my Zen practice and, my Zen, and the Zen teachings that I learned uh, many, for many years, was that it is just about being able to be open to you know each moment as a fresh new moment and that I don't need to carry anything that I've remembered about previous moments into this moment. And because I was able to remember that, I recognized that I really didn't have to be prepared to do this, that all I really had to do is just trust in my ability to do whatever was my best, depending on, you know, and that and my best in one instance on one day, 
may be different from another day. My best one particular hour may be different from, it could be different from five minutes ago, but my best is simply my best and giving it everything that I possibly can. And that's really all I have available to give. And if that's all I really can do, then ultimately there's no need for me to, no need for me to try to think my way out of that uh, or to even think my way through it that all I really have to do is be here for each moment and do the best that I can do and recognize that, you know, the thoughts or trying to engage in them is just going to take me further away from being able to just be here and do the best that I can and be however and whatever I, you know, I find myself in any given moment. And so that's what this week has really been about is remembering that this practice has been such a gift because I can literally find that I will use it uh, in situations where everything is very calm and where things are very routine and things are very easy. And then I also have the ability to use it. I don't even have to remit. The longer I practice, the more that I will utilize this practice without even needing to remember to utilize it. And it's not to say that, uh, that this, you know, this moment is not new or fresh or different but I don't have to fear the moments that I can't prepare for. And I know so much of my life I was so worried about, I didn't want to get caught off guard. I didn't want to be in a situation that I could not think my way out of. So I would cling to my belief and my ability to think my way through anything and really be on my feet always uh, and really be prepared. And but I now know that really, I'm preparing for, you know, there's, I don't know what's going to come in the future, so I don't necessarily have to prepare for it because then I'm just making a value judgment about what I think might be, to, uh, you know, what's more, more important to prepare for and what's not so important to prepare for and how can I really know? And in the absence of not, you know, in the absence of knowing and not really being able to know, I can actually relax into that. And if someone would have said that to me 30 years ago, I probably would have laughed at them and looked at them in amazement, thinking, how can that possibly be true? How can I really be okay with not knowing? How can I really trust my own, in my own ability to go from one moment to the next without any idea of what will actually happen? And how can I do that and not be prepared? And yet, I what I have found in this practice is, is really been about practicing not knowing what the future will bring and just being able to more firmly establish myself in each moment, however I am, however it is, everything, you know, whatever it is that's going on, and to know that I can cope. And uh, it's not, and I'm not saying that preparation is never needed or important. It's just that I, I have found that, it, at least for my, in my own experience, I can't speak for anyone else, that it hasn't been as necessary as I sometimes have thought it ha- as that I thought it was. And that that time that I spent preparing for something, I may have been preparing for the wrong thing. I had no way to know what it was I really needed to be prepared for. I realize there are some situations, yes, where clearly we know. But there's so many uh, times in this life and so many cases when there, it's impossible to know. So if I can't really know and I don't really know, I'm okay with not knowing. And, and the way that I've learned how to be more okay with not knowing has not been to try to be okay with not knowing. It's actually been the opposite of that. It's actually been practicing being okay with not knowing and trusting that I'm going forward into a future that I can't possibly know everything 
And all I really have to do, all I really have to focus on is on what my mind is doing, what the thoughts are that are occurring, and really being able to stand outside of that and have that little bit of headspace and that what's referred to as the meditative witness, just that different perspective that stands behind these thoughts and what goes on in my mind, and just be able to be in touch with the fact that just because I'm thinking something doesn't mean it is so. Just because I'm thinking it doesn't mean it is true. And I can be really more in touch with what is actually happening because I'm not off somewhere else believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. I have that choice. Uh, I never was able to avail myself of that choice uh, to not really get wrapped up in thinking until I practice not doing it. And that's really been what this practice has been about. And there's been so much more available to me in this life, and it's available to anyone who chooses this practice to undertake this practice and sustain this practice uh, over their life, It really over their lifetime. It really has made a difference and continues to.